Hallelujah. God is awesome. Amen? Amen. You do realize God is awesome. Amen? How many of you understand? Bring me my, my Bible, son, please. That God is not moved by the things that people are moved by. Brother Hagin used to say, I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what I feel. I'm moved by the word of God because the word of God is real. The word is real. Everybody say it out loud. The word is real. One more time. The word is real. Are you listening? So, actually, now, my wife is amazing. And one thing that my wife does not believe in is missing church. Amen. And, and nor do I. But yesterday, I was just tired. We were on our way back from Evansville, Indiana. We were with Greg and uh, Joanne Hood and uh, Janet at a gathering that she was hosting there. What God is building this wonderful team, this regional team. It's amazing to sit back and watch it happen. But we were on our way back, and I and April could just tell I was tired. I'm, we, haven't, we haven't had a down day since like a week before the conference. And that's fine. You got to do what you got to do. But sometimes physically, it can catch up with you. And so she could tell I was tired. And so she said, you know what? If you don't, don't want to go to church, let's just let Gina turn her loose. And we'll, we'll rest. And I was kind of really, so I, I went ahead and checked with Gina. said, if I need you to, can you, can you preach and lead the gathering tomorrow? She said she, said she could. But then overnight, I just really felt that before I let her come, I'm not going to take me just a few minutes. You're supposed to be getting ready to give while I do this. Uh, by the way, Veterans Day is this week. Do we, have, do we have any veterans in the house? If you're a veteran, stand up so, we can, so that we can recognize you. Amen. Look at these guys. Stay standing. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless our veterans. We're grateful. We're thankful for the sacrifices that they and their families have made. We bless them. We give them favor. We give them honor in the name of Jesus. And everybody says, amen. Glory to God. Clap your hands one more time for all of those who have served our country. But as the apostle of this house, I felt like there were some things that I needed to say. And I feel a sneeze coming on, so let me pause. You ever had that happening? Yeah. Um, what we have been standing for what we have been very outward, outspoken, 
transparent that we believe the will of God is for our country. We have not and we will not relent. Let me present two mindsets to you, okay? There is a prophetic mindset, the, the, uh, the apostolic part of the kingdom cannot come into its fullness without the prophetic part. The foundations of the kingdom of God are laid upon the ministries of the apostle and the prophet. We are not apostolic and we are not kingdom without prophetic utterance. But what we are seeing, what I have seen and witnessed, is that there are two primary uh, flows that we are witnessing from the body of Christ. There still is that strong, prophetic, apostolic part who is not, will not, cannot be stopped changed, deferred, distracted, or detoured. So you have the prophets, and then you have the, procrast the prognosticators. A prognostic person is a person who doesn't look at things through the prophetic lens. They look at things through the lens of what they see happening. And because, now listen, I'm trying not to be angry, just to be quite honest. Because sometimes when I'm angry, I say things I shouldn't say. My wife teaches me there are inside thoughts and there are outside thoughts. She's praying in tongues over here right now. Uh, I apologize in advance, someone, because I was coming in today close to me and I completely understand where this person's come from. But it, it was an echo of some things that I've been hearing over the last number of days. And that is this. There are some prophets who are gonna have to answer for some things. And they're basing that statement based upon what things look like out here. Prophetic voices who have declared that certain things are going to go certain ways, there is a constituency 
who is now looking at how things appear right now. And they sort of, they're sort of calling on the carpet the prophetic voices that said this was going to go another way. As though the prophetic voices have done something wrong that they prophesied in error because what you see happening right now doesn't look like that's going to be fulfilled. Now, let me tell you the beauty of the song that our team just led us in. Ultimately, let me say this. Ultimately, whoever is elected president of any country is never going to move me off of who I am in Christ and who Christ is in me. I'm never going to be deferred. I'm going to prophesy every time the Holy Spirit moves on me to prophesy. I'm never going to apologize for what I hear God saying. We are just going to stand in our relationship with God and in our mandate to be a kingdom representative to the King of Heaven. We are never going to change from the position that we are standing in. We're never going to change our function. We're never going to quit praying in tongues. We're never going to stop going to cities and states and nations and releasing, thus saith the Holy Ghost, into those places. In that, let me declare, we will not be moved. We will not be moved. That's the beauty of that song. But let's just suppose for a moment that what we have been prophesying and declaring does not come to pass. Does that mean that the prophets are false prophets now? See, I'm speaking to my house. You online, you just get to be privy in what I'm, what's happening here. I'm talking to my house. Because it's essential, and I'm surprised how many people really don't understand how to walk by faith and not by sight. How to not be moved by what you see and what you feel. And how to stand by, in faith in the Word of God no matter what. I have, I have a news flash for you. If things don't go the way that the prophets have said they're going to go. It's not the prophet that is going to have to answer for some things. It's the ones who, have who were supposed to mix their faith with what the prophet said. They are the ones that have some things to answer for. Listen. Say la vie. Whatever will be, will be. The church is contaminated with that philosophy. Whoever gets elected, that must have just been God. Can I just say that? Number one, that's religion. And it's, it's Eastern pagan religion. C'est la vie is paganism. Whatever will be, will be. Doesn't line up with God. Because if you believe that philosophy then you have to come to this conclusion that God, the creator of the universe, failed Adam and Eve. If it's all up to God, then God failed 
Adam and Eve when he gave them the mandate to multiply, to replenish, to subdue, to exercise dominion over. He gave them that mandate. And if they failed, that means God failed. Because whatever will be, will be. Must have been God's will for Satan to rob this planet of God's authority. Must have been God's will. Moses must have been a false prophet. I'm just talking in my house. I love you. Bless you. But you've got you to understand the principles of faith. Just because a prophet prophesies, it doesn't mean that it's going to be automatic. Now, I'm, I, listen. Side note here. I don't think what we've prophesied will be, I don't think it's over yet. Are you listening? I don't think it's over yet. I'm waiting to hear what SCOTUS has to say, not POTUS. The Supreme Court of the United States of America. We sat through this Fire on the River conference. Prophetic voice after prophetic voice striking the arrows. Clay Nash, in a, he's good at this. Just riding a flash, he found a picture of raising the flag at Hiroshima. Hiroshima, Hiroshima, which is you know, one of them. But then, and he showed that picture. Do y'all remember that? But then he brought out the fact that it took 37 days to actually win that island. After they raised the flag. Listen to this. Here's the Bible. Y'all ready? Hebrews 4. Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest. Talking about the promise. Talking, and the promise is based upon a prophetic word. That was given to Abraham. The Jews, many generations later, the Israelites, they rehearsed. Hebrew culture is an oral culture. They, they rehearsed that prophetic word for 400 years while they were slaves in Egypt. That a deliverer was going to come. And he did come. Who, who was that? That was Moses. Therefore, since a promise, a prophetic word remains of entering into his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed, the gospel, the word of God, was preached to us as well as them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. So if that didn't come to pass for them, 
Was it the fault of the prophet or was it the fault of the hearers of the prophet? They didn't mix their faith with it. Why is this important what I'm sharing with you today? It's not time to pull back our faith. This is no time to pull back our faith. Say la vie, say la vie. Nope. No, this is the time to lean in even harder. It's time to put some weight behind that flagpole and dig it deep down into the ground and then do whatever else we have to do to secure the island for the glory of God. Because it ain't over, baby. For if Joshua, verse 8, had given them rest, then he would not afterward have spoken of another day. There remains, therefore, a rest for the people of God. There's a promise. There was that promise, and we have had many other promises through the generations. God has given, listen, God has given promises in this nation through revivalists and preachers and teachers, through politicians, through pioneers and frontiersmen who have gotten out and just discovered this land. God has given them promises. There are promises, prophetic words, promises that are lingering in the air and they are waiting for us to come up with our faith and pick them like ripe fruit. Mix our faith with them. Because that's what makes the prophetic words become a reality. There remains, therefore, rest, a promise for the people of God. For he who has entered his rest has also ceased from his works as God did from his. But one of the greatest, most powerful things that's happening in my life and in the life of this, the people of this church is God is delivering us from religion. We're not going to establish the kingdom of God in every nation by doing nice little sweet works, by being sweet, nice people. Doesn't that, that just gags me. Just... The kingdom suffers what? Violence. And the violent take it by force. Does that mean we don't love people? Of course, that's what this is about. It's about winning people. But you're not going to win people for, by doing nice things to them because all they want to do is deceive you into some sort of process or routine of continuing to do sweet things for them so they can feel like they're living life better. What they need is they need to be born again and enter into the kingdom of heaven and find their sonship, their daughtership, find their identity, and find their way into their destiny. That's what people need. And that's what's going to change a nation. The hearts 
of people being converted into the kingdom of heaven. That's what changes culture. That's what changes nations. That's what changes society. That's what removes racial divides and economic divides. That's what will heal up the hatred hearts that have been a product of all these horrible things that have happened throughout history. The answer is the kingdom. Verse 11, let us therefore be diligent to enter into that rest. Let us be diligent. Let us be diligent. Let us be diligent. However hard we prayed, however hard we pressed before this thing, now we must double up and press even harder. I hope you're going to share a dream. Gina, uh, Dutch actually shared the dream the other day on his uh, Give Him 15 little segment about our president being in a cart and us having to press and push to get him where he needed to go. Am I thinking that right? Maybe she'll share some of that when she comes. Nevertheless, all I want to say is, then I'm taking a break. Amen. See y'all in a couple of days. Praise the Lord. This isn't a religious thing. It's not a political thing. Listen, Donald John Trump. I'm not pushing for him because I like him. I'm not pushing for him because I agree with his personality. I'm not pushing for him because of his character, of everything he's done right. His history, the stupid things he says. I'm not, I'm not pushing for him for any of those reasons. I believe I'm pushing for Donald Trump because I believe that he, like Cyrus, in Isaiah 45, has, has something to do with the destiny of America. Because I'm going to tell you something. There is no space in the mind of the other side for the true destiny of America. I'm going to tell you right now. Are you listening? There's nothing on that side but a continuation of 62 million unborn and just born children being murdered in some medical facility somewhere all over this nation. 62. I'm calling forth sevenfold returning to the kingdom of God. At reset, at reset, I felt like, and I, and I said it, I feel like we just, what we did was, we the ecclesia of God find the devil guilty of murder. And we're not going to settle for restoration. We're going to settle for restitution. I'm calling forth 484 million sons and daughters into the kingdom of God because we sued the devil for damages. You know what I voted for? I voted for whoever I felt was the closest to accomplishing the word of God for the destiny of this nation. So hold your offering up to the Lord. Father, thank you for the opportunity to give. We do it in faith.
because we believe your words are true. And God, while I'm at it, we just decide right here and now that we take responsibility for our part. We are your partner in the earth. And we at Riverside Church, we take our part seriously. In Jesus' name, amen. You can bring your offering up or give online however you want to. Come on, Gina. Hope that didn't hope that sets you up, not messed you up. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost. Come on, and that's not a, just an old-time thing. I feel the presence of God among us. Amen. I have no idea where I'm going to go today. We're just going to work with Holy Spirit. When Apostle Randy uh, texted me last night, Last night, <laughs> I tell you what, before 2020, that right there would have made me nervous. But after 2020, hey, we're just going to go after it, right? We're just going to follow Holy Ghost, whatever he wants to do and say. Amen. But I went in, and I, I just began to pray and seek the Lord, and uh, some things, the Holy Spirit started bringing some things to my mind, and I wrote those down, and I may refer to some of those things today. But this morning, when I woke up, I got up about 4.30 this morning, and I went straight into uh, our library to pray and I was praying for you. I was praying for our nation. I was praying for Riverside Church and for this gathering today. And I was just saying to God, God, if you don't have anything to say, I don't have anything to say. So you tell me, what do you want to say to your people today? And I'm telling you, I felt the Spirit of God come all over me in that room. And this is what I heard. Rally the troops. Rally the troops. That means encourage them to keep on fighting. Amen. So a lot of what Apostle just shared with you, I'm going to reiterate that, but we're just going to move. Come on. We are not in give up mode. Amen. And we're not fighting a system in this nation. We're not fighting a man. We're not fighting a political party. That's not what this is about. We are standing on the word of God, refusing to back off of what God has said to us. Amen. Just like he just said. With everything that's happening and so much going on, it's so easy, especially for us as preachers, to just get up and deal with the issues. But the problem is a lot of times, and we must deal with the issues. We must be bold enough and brave enough to talk about what's going on around us, right? But we cannot just talk about the issues without talking about the solution to the issues. God is working. You have heard me say more than one time, probably every time I stand in this pulpit or any other pulpit, God is not in reaction mode. God is not playing catch up with the devil. God is not spinning his wheels, running around trying to put out the distraction fires of the enemy. 
God is working his plan of the ages. He never moves off of it. God doesn't push pause to his plan while he goes over here and deals with something the devil's doing. God is working his plan always and forever. Amen. And if you and I will learn to stay up in the spirit, stay above the fray, we will get our information from God and not from the world. And we will move with Holy Spirit to see God's kingdom come and God's will happen. Amen. And that's what we're after, right? Is God's will. God's kingdom, God's will being done. Uh, Darlene reminded me of something yesterday that on Passover night, we entered into a place of intercession that I don't know in my life that I have ever gone. It was such a powerful moment that God just escorted us over into. And during that time of intercession, the prophetic word of the Lord began to rise up out of me. And one of the things that God said to us that night, he said, I have remembered the words that I have spoken to you. Now I need you to remember the words that I have spoken to you. We cannot forget what God said. Listen, this is not a time for us to cow down and surrender just because of what it looks like out here. Right? The Bible tells us this is the time for us to possess the gates of our enemy. That was a promise first made to Abraham when he walked up that mountain in that prophetic act that he did, presented his own son to God. And because he did not remove himself off of that assignment, God awarded him by speaking blessing over his life. And part of that blessing was that his seed would possess the gates of their enemies. We are the seed of Abraham and we shall possess the gates of our enemy. The gates have to do with government. They have to do with economy. They have to do with setting the tone of culture. Listen, it is not for the culture, the, the systems of this world to control the gates of America. It is for the ecclesia of God to rise up with the word of the Lord and do what God has called us to do amen that just popped in me that's good isn't that good don't aren't you glad the word of God always has an answer for us amen I opened up my notebook this morning and I'm real old school I still write off my notes amen and I had some notes still in my notebook from I don't know when this was but I opened this up. This is the first thing I read this morning. In 2 Corinthians, I had written this down. And I'm going to read it to you. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And God's helped me with the microphone. I'm telling you, we have been in prayer ever since fire on the river. I don't think we've stopped. Every day we have been joining in with different groups in prayer. Aren't you glad God's got a praying people? That won't stop. Amen. 
So I opened this up, and this was in 2 Corinthians 4, and I believe it's speaking to us right now. Hear, hear what God is saying to us through his word. Therefore, since God in his mercy has given us this new way, we never give up. Come on. We reject all shameful deeds and underhanded methods. We don't try to trick anyone or distort the word of God. We tell the truth before God and all who are honest know this. If the good news we preach is hidden behind a veil, it is hidden only from those people who are perishing. Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who do not believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. You see, we don't go around preaching ourselves. We preach that Jesus Christ is Lord and we ourselves are your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let there be light in the darkness has made this light to shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus. Now we have this light in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God himself and not from us. Amen. What is God saying in those scriptures? We have seen and experienced the glory of God. We have come into the presence of our great God. And he has put the light of that glory on the inside of you, on the inside of me. He has put that glory in us that he might reveal that glory through us. Christ in us, the hope of glory. What is the solution to the issues of our day? Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's it. Amen. I want to read to you something. And y'all, I'm telling you, this is just flying while they've been in worship. So I just jotted some stuff down. Amen. This is something that um, the Lord gave me. I don't remember when this was. I think it may have been in March of this year. This is something I found that I wrote. In the book of Esther, we read that before Haman plotted his evil schemes against God's people, God already had Mordecai in position. He already had Esther moving forward. And his redemptive plan was already set into motion. When Haman's plot was announced, his heart rejoiced in a short-lived victory. But the revealed workings of God's plan trumped Haman's plan and everything changed in a moment. This is what I went on to write. Know this, God has his Mordecai's positioned. God has his Esthers who are moving forward and already positioned for the day. 
His redemptive plan for America and His people is already set into motion. Though the wicked may rejoice for a short-lived moment, God's plan will trump the enemy's schemes. Truth will prevail. God's ecclesia will arise triumphantly. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. America shall be saved. God's plans and intentions for this nation will rise. His glory will be seen and become our functioning reality. Awakening is happening. There is an unstoppable move of God that is happening. We are not led by a man. We are led by the spirit of our triumphant king. Amen. So I want to encourage you this morning, and I want to tell you today, we are not surrendering to what hell is trying to propagate. Amen. So I'm going to read you some words this morning that God has given. This was September, and I'm going to be quick. This was September the 30th. God spoke this word. Um, Dutch was preaching in uh, Texas at that time and I had been watching him and he gave a word and when he gave that word God quickened this word in me and this is the word God said this is from 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 12 God put that so strong in my spirit for America and the Lord said this the foundations of wood hay and stubble will now be tried by my fire a purging is coming, and though much will burn, and there may be suffered loss, know with certainty America will be saved. My fire will reveal, strengthen, and restore the gold of my original plans and purposes on which this nation has been founded. That foundation will not be lost. It will be strengthened. It will be revived. I will now breathe on that which the apostles and prophets have planted and watered. And I will hasten the increase of the fruit and the harvest of my eternal promises. Here's what he said. Can a nation be turned in a day? This was in September of this year. Can a nation turn in a day? Watch Watch and see as I break the seal and reveal the revelation of those things which I have reserved and preserved for this set time. Watch as the flurry of my fire and my wind come to destroy false foundations upon which iniquitous idols have been exalted in this nation. I am clearing out the undergrowth. Watch now as I open the wells of my oaths and my promises, giving life to those seeds of my prophetic declarations that have been sown. Watch now and behold the harvest of my purposes that will come forth and bring a holy reset to America. Listen, here's something we've got to understand. God is dealing in our nation with iniquitous strongholds that have been erected illegally in our nation. Amen. In our churches and in our nation. 
I was thinking just this morning, I remember one day I was driving down 840, Interstate 840. I was going to my mom's and all of a sudden, it was like the Spirit of God just came into the car with me. This was not anything I was thinking nor had I been thinking it. All of a sudden, the Lord came in that car with me and I heard the Lord say, the angels that gather are among you. They have been sent at my command. I am dealing now with the wheat and I'm dealing now with the tares. I am dealing with the righteous and I am dealing with the unrighteous. Listen, God is dealing with the issues in this world. God is dealing with the issues in the church. And this is not a time for us to grow weary. This is time for us to raise our swords and stand with our King Jesus and say, we will go with you wherever you say go, I'll go. Whatever you say, say, I'll say it, God. I am with you and I will never give up. But we have to move with God in that place of trust. Come on, I love what Apostle was saying. We cannot be moved off of our faith in God. We cannot just say, here's what God said, and then sit back and watch and see if it happens. Come on, when God gave me these bracelets and he said, wear it and declare it. And people started getting the bracelets. I cannot tell you how many people started saying to me, oh, well, we'll see. We'll see if it happens. No, God's looking for some people that will stand up and say, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it sounds like, no matter what it appears to be, what God has said is what is. It's final. It is forever settled in the heavens. God is working in this nation. Amen. Right before the reset conference in Ohio, when we went up there, I had a dream. And in this dream, I saw three angels with uh, silver trumpets, long silver trumpets, those long skinny trumpets. And all of a sudden, those angels begin to rotate. They were in different places in that building where we had the reset conference. And they begin to rotate. And I heard the voice of the Lord come. And the voice of the Lord said, command the forward. When he spoke those words, those angels came together and they began to rotate as one unit and they began to blow that, those trumpets. And when they did, all of us in the room were covered with an appeal to heaven flag. And at that very moment, we felt a violent shaking that went out of that place and into the nation of America. Um, since that time and since our conference we have been a part of many prayer uh, things happening in, the world, in our nation right now. One thing we're involved with is with Clay and Dutch as they're doing a daily prayer call at 2.22 Eastern Time every day. I highly encourage you, go find that information. I'll try to post it to my Facebook if I don't forget. 122 hour time every single day. There are people all over this nation coming together to pray and decree into America. 
One of those people that has been decreeing with us is a lady named Mary Glazier. Mary is a, an apostle out of Alaska. She is one of the most mature powerful prophetic intercessors I have ever known. And she began to pray this week. And every time it would come to her to pray, she would say these words. I just keep hearing over and over the same thing. God is saying a violent shaking is coming from heaven into the United States of America that is going to expose and deal with evil at its roots in this nation. Another apostle, Don Lynch, out of Jacksonville, Florida. This past week, he had a dream. And in that dream, God showed to him a plow with very deep blades that were going to go deep into this nation and begin to expose and remove old root systems. And the righteous seeds, he said, would be planted deep to bring forth a righteous root system in this nation. Listen, this is the word of the Lord. Hear me well this morning. God is dealing with way more than election results. God is delivering America from the spirits of darkness that have sought to overthrow her prophetic destiny. But God has a people that will not relent. We stand, we will not give up, and we will not allow hell to stop us. Some of you will remember on October the 16th, I stood on this stage and the Lord gave a prophetic word. And this is what he said. There's an event coming that has been on my calendar. Amen. But God said, I have my David's. Man, I'm telling you, I feel the Holy Ghost so strong right now. But I have my David's who are positioned with experience. Gather up your experiences, he said. See, there's where we got to apply our faith. We're moving into something that we're going to have to stand. That's what God said, right? And we're going to have nothing but the knowledge that we have gained from past experiences that have told us no matter what, God is always faithful. Gather up your experiences. They're going to be necessary in the weeks ahead. There will be those who will stand on the front line of the battle to face what no one else will face other than a David with experience. Gather up those experiences and stand ready. Remind yourself, said the Lord, of what I have done for you in the past. Look not at things you thought will go wrong, but remember what I have done. Remember my faithfulness. Stand firm in the remembrance of my faithfulness, and I will position you, David. And when the event unfolds, everything is going to turn. And the journey is going to make a forward thrust into my divine appointment I have an army of Davids who know me they remember my faithfulness they have experience with me and they will do exploits for my kingdom purposes 
I just want to exhort you today. Stay ready. Stay alert. Listen, don't get your information from here. Stay above the fray. Listen to what the Spirit of God is saying to His people. Keep looking ahead. Do not get on board with those that Apostle just talked to us about. Those in the church even and those in the world who are saying there's nothing to the prophetic promises that were spoken. There are even some prophetic voices in America this week that I have literally seen get before people and apologize for what they said on behalf of God. God help us to be a David that knows and is certain that we have heard from God. We don't prophesy out of our emotions. I'm not prophesying to you who I hope wins an election. I am listening to what the Lord is saying and if if we say what God is saying, listen, if it happens, you don't get the glory. If it don't happen, you don't get the blame. You just say what God said to say. Listen, there's a spirit of division that has worked in the people of God throughout the ages. That's the enemy's tactic, divide and conquer. It is. I've seen them. I've heard them this week. I've heard them. Oh, I'm, and this is what they're really saying. I'm going to get out ahead of this thing. And so their thing is, well, I didn't say that. You know, I wasn't one of those. No, we stand together as the army of God. And we say what God said is what's going to happen. I don't care who said it. I don't care who gets the glory out of it. All I care is that God's will gets done. We're together. We're not going to divide. We're not going to put each other down. Don't let that stuff get on the inside of your heart. Come on. I am exhorting you today. Do not align yourself with that thought. Amen. I never understand why the people of God are so quick to jump on board and believe and defend what the world and media is saying. And they're so quick to denounce and stand with what God has said. We need, you remember the, the dream God gave me a couple years ago? We need to get a backbone. Come on, somebody. We need to stand up and declare we possess that gate and the hell does not get to define what is happening in our nation. God sets the course. Amen. I was thinking whenever they were up here singing with the praise team, I was thinking about David. And you remember when David and his men came back from the battle. They were tired. Listen, they were weary, tired. And they came back home, hoping to lay down in their bed, take a nap. <laughs> and they came home. You'll read this. I think it's in 1 Samuel verse, uh, chapter 30, maybe. And they came back home. And instead of being able to take a nap, they found everything they had built, everything that had been theirs, 
their whole city, their wives, their children, everything had been overtaken by the enemy. They had come in and they burned down their city. They took captive their children and their wives and the men that were with David. They had cried until they had no more tears to cry. And they turned in anger on David. You're the one that got us here. But listen, David could have easily laid down and said, oh, well, we missed it. Come on, somebody. Oh, well, that was a false prophetic word. Oh, well, we shouldn't have listened to that. We led the wrong way. That's not what David did. You know what David did? He got up in the mountain with God, and he said, God, you tell me what you're saying now. What do you want us to do? How do you want us to move? Come on. That's what God is saying to us in this room and to you watching us. This is what God is saying. Don't you lay down there and roll over and say it's over you get up in the high place with God and say God what are you saying now God said to David pursue and you will recover everything Woo. I hear that this morning pursue and you shall recover all amen amen wow I feel that do you what we're seeing in this nation is not natural. It's spiritual. And you're going to have to start looking at it like that. This is not Democrat, Republican. This is not race. This is not gender. This is none of that stuff. It's spiritual. Amen. And we as the people of God have got to discern spiritually what the Lord is saying. This is not about a man. Listen, Donald Trump is not our savior. And we are not pursuing Donald Trump and hoping that our player wins the game. That's not what this is about. This is about the prophetic destiny of America. It is about good and evil warring for the soul of this nation. And God is calling his warriors to get on the front line, to believe him, to stand and take him at his word. Amen. Amen. I'm just about done. And then we can, you want to pray at the end? We'll do that. All right. Let me read you this word really quick. This is a word that was given from the Lord a couple of days ago through a uh, very uh, trusted prophetic leader in Ireland for America. Isn't that amazing? Rose Shambrook is her name. This is what she said. I heard the Lord say, Do not be like the tribe of Ephraim and turn back in the day of battle. You are defensively armed. You are offensively equipped. So why would you withdraw? 
Come on. You need to run toward this giant. Reminding yourself of your last victories. Do not stop now when the victory is within spiritual sight. Don't despise the favor that you have or the position that I have given to you. Did I not say I will never leave you? I will never forsake you. Do not turn back in this day of battle. Take your place and stand in the gap. There is a gap. Why? Because not all of my people have taken up their arms in this fight. They grew weary. They grew complacent. These two enemies, weariness and complacency of the soul, have no place in any battle. So today is the day. Run toward it. Run to the battle. Be courageous. Be bold. Be seen. My ways are higher than your ways. So do not think as man thinks. Think how I think. Think my thoughts toward you and for your nation. You will see me move toward you. I am teaching you a deeper level of trust in me. A deeper, lev deeper level of discernment on what is really important. You are kingdom responders, not reactors. Hold your position. I am the ruler of the nation. I will have my way and my kingdom will be extended regardless. So do not turn back in the day of battle. Advance and hold your gaze on me. This is my charge to you this day. Never give up. I am working behind the scenes. The battle will be fierce, but you are able. You have been trained. Don't doubt your authority now. Rise in it. Rise above the fray and trust me, says the Lord. Come on, a praise team, come on up here, somebody. And, and those that I've talked to beforehand, come up here, join me. We're going to pray. Listen, just because evil seems to be prevailing, that should never make the people of God just roll over and say, all right, well, we missed it. Let's just swallow our pride. We missed it. No, we didn't miss it. This is time to rise and shine with the light of God's glorious power. Amen. This is our time to shine. And I declare we will not relent. We will not stop until we see God's kingdom come, until we see God's will be done. This is something I've been saying for the last week. God wins America. Amen. God wins America. And we're going to stay the course. And I want to say this to you before they begin to pray. This is something God said to me. What we see around us is not really how it is until what we see around us fully aligns with what God is saying. Amen. So I want to declare over you today that are in this room. Come on, I want you to stand with us. Don't be a spectator. Be a responder. 
I love that. Don't be a reactor. Be a responder. I declare that God has positioned you for the future that he has declared over you. The Bible tells us in Isaiah, it is God who has determined the future. It is God who has saved the nation. And it is God who has proclaimed that I am God and beside me there is not another one. So God who has proclaimed your future and determined your future, I declare over you today, He is unlocking that which is necessary for you to move forward from this moment. God is moving you into the future. He has declared over your life. Everything you need, God gives. Every provision is at hand. Everything you need to hear, God will speak it. Every decree you need to make, He will, if you open your mouth he will feel it Shabakaya come on go ahead guys play Shabakumru come on let's step into this flow come on we're going to speak into America release your sound sound creates movement In the dream that Apostle Randy just talked about, one of the things that happened in that dream was that God caused us to break through the sound barrier. Amen. Come on. We were on a way forward. And on that way, there were rocks and stones that were attempting to overthrow us and cause us to get tripped up. But the intercessors moved the rocks and the stones. Then there were landmines moved the landmines then there was a wall that appeared in front of us in this dream that looked like a solid rock wall but we determined and the Spirit of God said in the dream it is not what it appears to be come on God give us eyes to see correctly give us eyes to discern properly what you are saying and we kept going and we broke through that wall and it was not a solid rock wall it was actually a glass panel with a rock wall painted on it and we broke through that wall and when we broke through that wall we broke the sound barrier I declare God is breaking off of you the barriers to your sound your kingdom sound will be released without hindrance and accomplish what God has spoken. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for the ecclesia in this house and for the ecclesia across this nation. Father, I decree and release awakening in the name of Jesus. Awakening, awakening. Wake up from your sleep. Wake up from your slumber. Father, I speak to that wet blanket of darkness and depression and disillusionment and disappointment. I command that darkness to be lifted off of your people in the name of Jesus and for the light of your glory to shine bright in their hearts and in their minds. Father, I release, I decree a tenacity among your people. I release a leaning in of the warriors of your people in Jesus' name. I release the warring spirit. Stand up take your place on the front lines and do battle in the name of King Jesus. Amen.
Father, we give you glory this day. It did not take one day for this nation to turn the way it is now. It didn't take two days. It didn't take a week. It didn't take a month. It didn't take a year. God said, stand and we will stand. Put on your armor today. Gird yourself up. And doing all you've done, then stand. Fix your face like a plant today. Focus on the King. Yesterday morning, he woke me up at 4 a.m. He said, I'm reconstituting. I'm resetting. I'm restoring. I am giving you back your name. Your name. You are a son and a daughter of the Most High God. You will not turn back. You will not shake. You will not be moved. God said He's growing us. He's molding us. He's making us into what He desires us to be. It is a new day. It is brand new. He said, push the mark. I looked up push the process against with force in order to drive or impale. We have our swords today and we will impale the enemy and we will push him back. And when I looked up the mark, I said, Lord, up to the mark, push the mark, a mark up to the usual standard of performance but we're not a usual people we are a holy nation a peculiar people and we will push the mark so today the lord said in philippians 3 13 and 14 no dear brothers i'm still not all i should be but i am bringing all my energy all my experience everything you've taught me Lord to bear on this one thing forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead I strain I push I move to reach the end of the race and receive the prize for which God is calling us up to heaven because of what Christ Jesus did so Lord I decree today we don't look behind, but we look ahead. And we will push the mark. We will prevail against all odds with our God. With our God, we will prevail. We decree and declare perseverance and stamina and a fresh fire that says, I can do this. My God is able. He is faithful. He is able. He is faithful. This day, we decree it that we will push the mark in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we declare, decree, 1 Chronicles 20, 20. We believe in the Lord, we shall be established. We believe in the prophets, and we shall prosper. We believe that. Lord, we believe and we declare no more tolerance. No more tolerance. What we're going to give the people is grace. No more tolerance. No more tolerance. Lord, we thank you, Lord.
that we're in the third and final reformation and we're going to see the saving of a nation called America. We decree it and we declare it today. This morning on the way in, John said, look over by Montgomery Central and right there in a big tree was a huge bald eagle. But surrounding that eagle were all kinds of little blackbirds. And I can guarantee you that eagle didn't take a little bit of notice of it. And we don't today. That eagle and that blackbird are going to do two different things when the storm comes. One's going to rise up and go higher. And one's going to get caught in the fray. And that's not us, God's people. So Lord, we do what Sarah did today. We receive strength from on high to receive the promise. We say we are those that will rise above. We will not stay below. Lord, we thank you that you have a people that you still speak through. We thank you, Lord, that we are not moved. We thank you for the prophets that are still standing and saying, we will not relent. We will not go back. We will have justice. Is there not a cause? There's a cause in this nation that unborn babies in the womb. There's a cause in this nation for justice that we would not relent people and so Lord we thank you last week we were singing we cut off the giant's head we eat giants for our bread let me tell you that comes from a scripture in Numbers 14 9 that says do not be rebels against our God if he tells us to take the land we don't fear the people and people we know we don't wrestle against flesh and blood but the ones that we are taking the land from are the principalities and the powers that have raised up their wicked heads to say is there a God still in Israel and we tell them that there is in the mighty name of Jesus so I say receive strength today people don't be dismayed by what's sitting in the tree around you when the storm comes go on up higher in Jesus I got this text from my mom this morning. That sleeping giant, the church has awakened. She is rising up and shaking off the debris, ready to take her place in the battle on God's timeline. The alarm has sounded. The alarm has sounded. Come on, I want you right now, if you are one of those Davids, here's what I'm feeling. I want you to raise your hand and I want you to make a decree to God. I will not back up. I will go forward. I will carry my inheritance and I will see it come just as you have promised. You don't relent. And I will not relent. I won't back up. I won't give up. I stand. God, I make a promise to you. I will not allow any other voice to be louder in my head than your voice. I will not heed any other voice. I belong to you and I hear you and I believe you and I will stand with you come what may in Jesus name Hallelujah bless you God Hallelujah you know 
just got a report, and, and don't quote me on this, but it looks like there was just about an hour ago, and I think it's interesting that it's happened on Sunday morning when the, the gathering of the ecclesia is taking place all across this nation, but they've measured a 3.8 magnitude earthquake from Massachusetts to Philadelphia. 4.2, now they're saying a 4.2 magnitude. Uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe nothing, I don't know. But I'm telling you, God is shaking some things. You know, and throughout Scripture, it's absolutely easily seen that in the midst of great adversity, God was always doing something significant in the midst of it. I mean, when, when not just a nation, an enemy nation, but enemy nations covenanted together, gathered together to come against God's nation, God released something into the midst of them that caused them to turn on one another and destroy themselves. Come on, can we just keep our eyes on the Word of God? Can we just be the ecclesia? Stay standing. We're the standing ecclesia. Let's remain standing. Let's keep our ground, but let's not just, let's not just switch into defensive posture. Let's be on the offensive. Come on. Sharpen up your weapons and let's move forward. Because there's territory to take for the kingdom of God. And it has nothing to do with politics. It has to do with kingdom. So King Jesus, we surrender who we are and what we are and everything we have to your service. We bow the knee to our King Jesus in his name. Everybody says amen. Come on, amen.